Hello, welcome to the first episode of the How to Eat Alone podcast with me, Julia Georgialis. I'm a baker and I write about food. This podcast looks at the art of eating alone and explores topics surrounding loneliness and aloneness. I'll be talking to people from all walks of life about their own experiences of solitude and solo dining. With every episode, I'll share a recipe which is designed to be cooked and eaten by one person and one person only because I find as a single person that most recipes are written for two or more people. This first episode looks at, I suppose, the joy of cooking for yourself, of mucking around in the kitchen alone with various flavours, of not really caring about what the outcome is, but kind of cooking for your own curiosity. I think there's a family of foods that are great friends to the single cook, and one of those is the infamous cheese toasty. There's so much that you can do with a couple of slices of bread and a bit of cheese. I decided to talk to Katie Holton, who, in my opinion, is London's cheese toasty queen. And I know that that's a very big statement, but I think it's true. And so I asked her whether she wanted to take me through her little black book of cheese toasty memories, which she seems to have a lot of. I met Katie a couple of years ago, kind of via the London hospitality scene. And when I came back to London after leaving Lisbon in September 2020, she gave me some shifts in her new cafe, What Katie Did Next, where I made sriracha and bacon baps and toasted those delicious toasties for the good people of Hackney Wick. Katie is a chef. She's co-founder of wedding catering company Cannababes which she ran for over 10 years with her business partner. Uh, her business partner left London and the business. With finding herself solo and after the onset of the pandemic, which left the wedding industry really on its knees, Katie decided to set up her own cafe in the form of a revamped trailer. The trailer is so much fun. In true street food style, it's bright pink, with olive green stripes and it serves scrumptious takeaway food you know good coffee nice cakes and of course a wide variety of excellent cheese toasties and the trailer really feeds all of the surrounding warehouse units and studios that are nearby which are mainly inhabited by kind of small creative businesses i wanted to speak to katie not just because she set up a business on her own after being in a partnership for years but because I think she's a really independent person. She's obsessed with flavour and it was an absolute joy working for her. At the beginning of our chat, I read her this really joyful excerpt from Michelle Obama's autobiography, Becoming, because weirdly enough, <laughs> there's a description of one of the first times that Michelle finds herself alone in the house after leaving the White House. And she goes into the kitchen, takes a plate and she makes herself a grilled cheese sandwich. This is what she writes. I found myself in a silent, empty house like I haven't known in eight years, and I was hungry. I opened the fridge, found a loaf of bread, took out two pieces and laid them in the toaster oven. I opened the cabinet and got out a plate. I know it's a weird thing to say, but to take a plate from a shelf 
in the kitchen without anyone first insisting that they get it for me. To stand by myself, watching bread turn brown in the toaster feels as close to a return to my old life as I come. Or maybe it's my new life just beginning to announce itself. In the end, I didn't just make toast, I made cheese toast, moving my slices of bread to the microwave and melting a fat mess of gooey cheddar between them. I then carried my plate outside to the backyard. I didn't have to tell anyone where I was going, I just went. I was in bare feet, wearing a pair of shorts. I ate my toast in the dark, feeling alone in the best possible way. Alone in the best possible way. That is a marvellous sentence. Isn't that nice? (laughs) It is nice. (laughs) Just the joy of eating a cheese toasty is lovely. I like the bit where she says maybe it's her new beginning so, and I was thinking maybe she's going to open a cheese toasty restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, what I wanted to know, because I know that you are like, you are the cheese toasty queen, what do you think of Michelle Obama's cheese toasty? Mm, Yeah, no. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to riff it to shreds because it's such a, like, sentimentally nice... Well, the, yeah, the sentiment of what she just said is so lovely. But, yeah, the actual concept of the toasty... The cheese toasty that she made, not that into it. No, me neither. No. Why did she cheese put toast. it in the microwave? She didn't put anything special on it. There was no fun alternative flavours to cut through the cheese. No. Nope. So, yeah, and then she ruined the toast that she'd made by putting it in the microwave, which I imagine if her microwave's anything like they are in Britain, makes it go all mushy. And it'll be a kind of wet, soggy cheese toasty, essentially with some really hot areas because microwaves never quite heat consistently. So she'd probably burn her mouth when she was eating it. <laughs> but it's all right because she was on her own. If that's the thing, like, I suppose when you're on your own, it's kind of fine if you make something that's a bit shit because you're on your own and you don't have to share it with anyone. Yeah, which is sometimes the joy of eating on your own because yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. I have to say, from the time that I spent in America, that I don't rate the cheese, especially the cheddar. Yeah, they don't. They they haven't quite got into the the cloth bound caves of Somerset. Have they? No, it's not. Um, they're not trying to like replicate the the Savoir in the same way that the British are now doing a very good job of. Yeah, what's your favourite cheese? Uh, I think if it was like a death row cheese question, I'd probably go for a Gruyere, something nutty and hard. What's the best cheese for a cheese toasty? But I think it depends. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a complex question. It depends on the, on the outcome of the type of toast you want to make. Because we are currently using Ogle Shield, but that's a replica of a kind of raclette French style. And it melts really well and it's really smelly. I mean, obviously it wants to melt well. That's the aim of the game. But you also want to be able to taste it and it have a kind of little salty cut through. You don't want it to be too, too greasy, obviously, because you don't want it to be like dripping with oil. That would be gross. <laughs> For me, I just want it to balance with the other flavours because the cheese toasties that we serve in the trailer are pretty wild. (laughs) So wild. (laughs) They are. I think so. What is your ultimate recipe for a cheese toastie? I think my ultimate cheese toastie, this would hark back to my 11-year-old self. I think one of the first holidays that we went on as a family to Lanzarote for a week and we had a little apartment on this big complex Yeah, it just felt kind of fancy and we were like abroad and it was super hot and we were, me and my brothers both had lilos and all we did was spend all our time having fun. And this pool had a bar in the middle of it that was half in the water, half out of the water. It just felt super kind of 80s and jazzy. And mum and dad just kind of let us get on with it, I guess. And and I remember one day I sat down at the bar, like in the water, 
but at the bar. And I was like, um, I'll have a Coca-Cola, please. And I'll have a cheese and ham and pineapple toasty, because that was on the menu. And I'll have an ice cream. And I literally bought like all three in once. And I think my mother's joked that, that I was gorging myself on everything I could possibly get. And I was like quite a gluttonous little child. But I just, I didn't care. I felt like I'd arrived. I'm ordering my own lunch in a pool in the sun, in a swimming costume. And it was just the best thing ever. And I, but I think it would be that flavour, ham, cheese and pineapple. I think for me, I want something interesting in my cheese tasty, I think. It needs to be something else that complements just the cheese. Like a pineapple. Like a pineapple. That sounds amazing. Mm. And then also grilled pineapple is delicious. Oh, yum. So it would just... I don't think this was grilled. I imagine it was out of a can. (laughs) But I just, it just felt really grown up. I think it was the buying it myself, ordering my own lunch, like doing my own thing, sitting there on my own. As an adult now, obviously we can't at the moment go out and sit in cafes and eat on our own. But I think London has taught me to enjoy food on my own in in a way that I didn't know before I lived here. Partly because, you know, you when you live in London, you like move around, don't you? And you're sometimes at work somewhere or you're at a meeting and then you need food. So you go and find food on your own. And I think I used to feel strange about sitting in restaurants eating alone whereas now having been in London for 13 years I'm like I quite enjoy it you know the kind of calm mindful state of kind of sitting there ordering your own food watching the world go by always find a window and I think that's what I felt then when I was little that kind of set the scene yeah I did want to go into food when I was like a teenager I had a job in a pub so I was I was always like licking the bowls when they came to the sink oh god but it meant I suddenly started like tasting all these flavors again it was really 90s pork dejeuners mustard and cream in a pan great chili garlic prawns I just remember being like oh what is this yeah because in the 90s like that's not that wasn't a thing it wasn't a thing it was very gastro like kind of gastro before gastro and then, so you kind of had your 11-year-old self at the beginning of your cheese toasty story. Yeah. <laughs> your cheese toasty history. How else did cheese toasties permeate, permeate my life? Permeate your life. <laughs> uh, so I went to quite, I mean, it wasn't a strange school, but I didn't really like school very much. It was a private school. There was tea. You had afternoon tea. The lunches, I'd say, were pretty good. Yeah. But tea was piles of bread, piles of jam, piles of peanut butter, Donuts, cakes, cookies, biscuits, or something like basically just loads of beige, sweet, processed stuff. Yeah, I mean that's what teenagers. I had a, I had an iced bun every day for my entire secondary school. Yeah, I think I ate a boost every <laughs> Cadbury's boost, a boost a day. But yeah, so I used to go to tea at three thirty. We'd go to our houses, and tea was just like somewhere you went and something you did. Like I don't think if I was even hungry. But there were cheese toasty makers. And I think that was the first time I came across an actual toaster oven, a press, a breville. I think they're the breville cheese toasty maker where you butter the outs. You make your sandwich and then you butter the outside of the bread and then you put it in and it creates those kind of strange triangles. And we used to make chocolate spread toasties. And they'd always, I remember so clearly, they would provide jars of the Cadbury's dairy milk chocolate spread. No joke. You would put half a jar like our fees must have just gone on chocolate spread. <laughs> Basically have a, a melted chocolate spread toasty. That's the next big toasty that I remember. And I think, I don't even really think it ticks the box of like it being interesting in terms of flavour. It was just sweet and kind of hit the, Sounds the delicious. kind of teenage spot of needing sugar. Yeah. It's kind of gross now I yeah. think back on it. But I think I probably ate one of those every day, along with all the biscuits and the boost. But if, it, if I did it now, it would be homemade chocolate spread, sourdough bread. 
Okay, yeah, so it would be the zhuzhi version. Yeah. And it would have some crumbled hazelnuts in it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have nuts in it or something. (laughs) This is a whole different thing. All of a sudden you've got a posh chocolate toast. Yeah. I think as I got older, so I grew up in a little village kind of between Salisbury and Winchester. Really nice little village. And we'd all go to the pub as teenagers. Main pub I'm thinking of, probably about two miles away. So we'd often just get head torches on and like walk and then walk back. But we'd often come back and there'd be like around the kitchen table session at our house or somebody's house. But I think it was often hours. And my dad brews homebrew. He's never sold it to the public, but he was a chemist, so he's quite into brewing cider and beer and stuff like that. So we'd often, there'd often be like stacks and stacks of homebrewed drink. Amazing. And a fridge full of food. And yeah, I think Tom, my eldest brother, he was often into like, who's up for a bit of cheese toasty? No, it it wasn't a cheese toasty, it would be cheese on toast. Right. Back then it was cheese on toast. There'd be a whole baking tray and be like 10 pieces of bread. He toasts them first, quite, you know, religiously, making sure that they were toasted on both sides first and then rummaging around in the fridge for whatever cheese he could possibly find, which was normally loads because my mum loves cheese. A whole different kind of melange of different types of cheese all over it. And then always Liam Perrins. Occasionally I'd go home and there'd be no one there apart from like, say, my dad. We'd walk to the pub and come back. And when we got back, he'd be like, glass of homebrew and I'd be like yes dad and then we're like but should we have a bit of cheese and jam on toast me and my dad oh. always eat mum's homemade raspberry jam and then weirdly my mum would buy layer dammer absolutely great sounds Love delicious it. but cheese and jam generally is so complimentary I think weirdly there's been a massive cheese toasty hiatus probably in my life until you started until I started your the trailer. Van. yeah and I don't know what really was the impetus other than since I've been running Cannababes for the last few years, I think I've just kind of more and more and more liked playing around with flavours. I've realised that that is something I naturally do. I made some cauliflower, brinjal, aubergine, pickle. It was a bit like pickle in the summer and I made it for a, our, our mutual friend Lizzie. And she said, oh my God, you should, this is like kind of like a cauliflower mustard. She said, oh, you should sell this. This is great. And then I thought, oh, that would be kind of interesting in a cauliflower cheese, toasty. And it just trialled it one day over the summer then got the trailer and thought oh that's a given we'll do that i mean the food that you sell in the trailer it is quite i mean it's very different from what you were serving up at weddings right it's like the opposite right it's much more playful i think the toasties i want to make are playful and sometimes we talk about putting kind of red onion and goat's cheese it just feels a bit too normal really yeah yeah and it's so it's fun food and i suppose it's fun food for a time where no one's having much fun <laughs> it's like hey guys you're not having any fun but can I just come and eat my toasties <laughs> exactly it's sort, it's sort of like a little bit how you mentioned earlier that you ordered your first cheese toasty sitting alone mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people come to the trailer even if you're with a pal you order yourself food yeah you know it's, it's kind of like a very solo experience isn't it you know you're, you're at work you need to go and grab some food yeah we definitely have lots of people come to the trailer who are kind of getting out and about for their daily walk at the moment who just want to have a chat and definitely people who live alone in the area there's loads in Hackney Wick I think yeah there are I think oh I mean I, I mean London's just full of single people I mean mm. yeah I lived on my own for years you live on your own yeah and what kind of stuff do you cook on your own mm. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of embarrassing I take leftovers from work that's probably one meal a week I probably eat tin tomato soup one meal a week I often find myself with like loads of green veg and herbs and lots of eggs eggs I eat lots of eggs in a kind of big tortilla frittata pan job <laughs> 
and fish and noodles. I'm really like, I basically get a bit obsessed with Asian food left on my own. Yeah, lots of kind of soy and ginger, chili. I mean, those are such, you know, eggs, Asian food, yeah. soup. They're, they're the single cook's friend. Yeah. Well, they're quick as well. They're aren't quick. They? They're so simple. I think stir fry was one of the first things I learned to cook on my own. I think stir fry was one of the first things I cooked when I moved to uni. And I remember the first time I cooked a chicken stir fry, I poisoned myself <laughs> because I <laughs> didn't cook the chicken properly. I remembered one more thing that I love eating on my own uh, is fish finger sandwiches. They're just so good with watercress or kind of mustard or, I don't know, tartar, anything. Nice, like, zingy condiments. Yeah. What I find interesting is that you were in a partnership with someone mm. doing wedding food and then and now you're your own boss. And I wanted to know really what that feels like. Do you enjoy doing stuff on your own? or No, I think I really enjoy having somebody to bounce ideas off. That is lost at, at the moment. I think it's easier to progress with things. Um, but then that also might just be the kind of because of corona has meant I've just kind of got to get up and go with things and do them really quickly otherwise I would be doing nothing <laughs> they're quite different businesses to run when Cannababes was kind of working a couple of years ago really well we were quite a big team it was quite a well-oiled machine we had what Katie did next I don't know again it feels more fun and I like the kind of like joy that it brings to people in the local area day in day out that's that's really nice but no I think work I think running something on your own is really tough and I think ideally still I'm a kind of group player it's easier now because having historically had another business uh, you kind of know how to run things together Cannababes wasn't first we did we called it Cannababes but we made a a meatball a street food meatball stall called Cannibals was our first (laughs) (laughs) then people were like are these veggie we're like some of them are some of them are and by the way they're not made of humans and the whole thing was really confusing and we thought meatballs were a good thing because there weren't any street food companies doing meatballs which Mm -hmm. is true but I think there's a reason (laughs) for that which is that excuse the pun they are a ball ache to make it's long eventually you ended up doing weddings yeah so thanks for chatting to me the way I would love to end this is What's the best thing about being alone? Ooh, I just, I think when I really get into being alone, it's the lack of boundaries that you need. I mean, I sometimes think I could, you know, if money didn't exist and you weren't, maybe like if I wasn't in a relationship, which I am, which means I'm not always on my own, I could while away the hours just pottering around, not really doing much, just kind of being interested in stuff, cooking a bit of food, I don't know, sleeping, reading. Doing what you want. Yeah, I think it is the lack of boundaries the fact that you don't have to kind of answer to anyone else and it's just peaceful and you don't have to kind of like justify it to anybody there's no compromises but on the other hand you know when you're not feeling great that peacefulness can often not be peaceful and it's really it's like a terrorizing emptiness sometimes when you feel like you want to be with people and you're not or yeah and you can't be i suppose mm. do you like your own company i think i've a bit like what i was saying about being in london i think i've learned to like it i think the last two years especially lockdown and the year before yeah I think I do I do like my own company now but I've had a few years of really not you know I think I kind of teeter on the edge of like mental health stuff coming up every now and then and it definitely I've had moments where I didn't didn't like my own company at all FOMO is not even the right doesn't even describe when you feel like you need to be like for me I need to be around people yeah points yeah Uh, but yeah I don't don't have that at all now it's great that's yeah, that's yeah it's lovely. Nice. <laughs> it's lovely. That's that's lovely when you realise that would last forever and ever. No, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't. Yeah. Katie talks about being alone as if every moment alone, even if it's difficult, is 
important for our own growth. So I hope you enjoyed hearing her talk about her own story of food and independence. It's funny, actually, since I recorded this episode with Katie, I've had so many conversations about cheese toasties with other friends. I suppose they are kind of a national dish, and I think most Brits have a story or two about them. If you've got any thoughts about cheese toasties or any stories that you want to share with me, I would absolutely love to hear them. I've been messing about with Katie's suggestion of the ham, cheese and pineapple toasty, which, I mean, it's essentially a ham, cheese and pineapple pizza, but in toasty form. And I've also put up the recipe for that posh chocolate and hazelnut toasty. It's vegan as well, so that's for all my plant-based chums. That's for you guys to enjoy. I've put both recipes up on the podcast Substack blog, which is howtoeatalone.substack.com. Substack also has an option to become a subscriber. So if you feel like doing that, have a look at the different subscription options. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram. Use the handle at howtoeatalonepodcast. Thanks so much for listening to the first episode of my podcast. I hope you enjoyed being alone with me. I'd really appreciate it if you can share this podcast with anyone who you think might benefit from listening to it, especially because I'm so teeny tiny. It's a shiny, shiny new project for me, so it would really give me a hand. I will see you next time for the next episode of How to Eat Alone.